What's up, guys? My name is Abby Leonard. Um, this is my new podcast called Just Give Me Jesus. Uh, I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while, and I feel like now is finally the right time. I have so much I want to talk about and get off my chest, and I think this is the perfect way to do that. And to be able to maybe fill some people's ears, even if it's one person, with Jesus and His love, you know, that means everything to me. So that's my goal with this. I think I'm going to start this first episode out as my testimony. And I love hearing people's testimonies. I love hearing what God has done in their lives and just how he's worked through it and changed people's hearts. It's beautiful to hear about and to see firsthand. And when I first got saved, I went through so many testimony videos and podcasts. So, you know, why don't I share mine? Um, <laughs> so let's get started. Uh, so I... My name is Abby. I grew up in Starkville, Mississippi, home of the Bulldogs. Um, And I grew up in a very Christian family. I've always, you know, gone to church my whole life. Always been in the church scene. And my mom actually, like, makes worship banners. She's been doing that for... Since I was, like, five years old. And so I've always been immersed in this. And... We've always been, like, not radical Christians, but very on fire. Very much filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, the churches I went to, you know, you could compare them to Pentecostal churches almost. But, yeah, so that's the kind of church I grew up in. And when I was younger... I, you know, I was very much wanting Jesus. You know, I didn't understand any of it, but I know that I wanted that. And I would go to, like, church camps, whatnot, and I would feel His presence, and I would be filled with the Spirit, but you know how those church camp pies are. You get home, and you revert back to normal, And that's just how my life went, you know. And when I got in high school, I was a really good girl. I didn't talk to boys at all until I, like, was 17. Like, I (laughs) didn't even have my first kiss until I was 17, dude. So, like, I was not interested in boys. I was a really good girl. And... When I graduated high school, I moved out of my parents' house, and me and my mom hadn't been getting along so well. I guess I was, well, not guess, I was being rebellious, you know, not doing what I should have been doing, and I moved out, and I moved in with two girls, one of them is one of my best friends today, but, um, 
with that moving out, I, you know, just started doing my own thing. I started doing drugs. Um, I started smoking weed every day, all day. Wasn't really big into drinking. And these things, you know, independence is good and all, but when you don't have the Lord guiding you in it, it's really tough, and it's really tough to make wise decisions and good decisions and stuff that will fulfill you and give you a purpose in life, and I just wasn't doing that. And so I was, you know, doing all this stuff, and it led to me being really depressed, unfortunately. And I've always struggled with anxiety, but I never actually struggled with depression until I moved out. And I really think that, you know, that started because I wasn't under the cover of my parents and, you know, their prayers, I was on my own at this point and I wasn't going to church. I didn't want a relationship with God and honestly didn't believe in him anymore. And I went through this period for a while. And then that December, I think, something happened and God touched my heart. And I was just on fire. And it was... It... <laughs> it's hard when you're on fire for the Lord, but nobody else around you is. And, you know, you want to keep that fire going. You want to just always try to dive into His presence, you know, anywhere you are, but... It didn't last, but I even, you know, during that time, which this was like December 2020, I got this tattoo, and it's from the song So Will I. It's, it says, if the stars were made to worship, so will I, and I loved it. I fell in love with this tattoo. I was in love with Jesus, and all I wanted was him. And I even stopped smoking weed during that period of time. And I was just trying to dive deeper and deeper. But things happen. Temptation. You know, I was being tempted with weed. I just, it was in my house. I couldn't escape it. And, you know, your environment has a lot to do with the choices you make and the path that you take and I started smoking weed again and I knew that I couldn't have both and I, I chose to go revert back to my old ways because it was easier for me and it breaks my heart to think about it but that's what happened and so for the next two years, I made a lot, a lot of bad decisions. And I don't like to think about it, you know, 
the mental state I was in during that time, what I was doing to myself, you know, trying to use weed to numb myself, to numb my pain. It was hard. It was really hard. And so I moved out of that place, moved back in with my parents, was smoking weed in my parents' backyard. Like, one night, my mom walked in outside, (laughs) and she saw me smoking, and I'll never forget the look that she had on her face. It was just pure disappointment, and... (sighs) Yeah. And so, I moved out of my parents' moved into an apartment with my other best friend and I kept smoking I kept on you know making bad decisions in all aspects of my life I was working at a restaurant that I hated which was full of drunk college students every night obviously not a good environment It was just very dark-sided, you know, the whole time in my life. And I'm not saying that everything was bad. I, I had the most beautiful, gracious friends. And I'm so grateful to God that He provided me those people in my life, especially for those times. But I, around June last year, It was a Saturday, (laughs) and I met this guy, and he was friends with one of my friends, and that night, I was drunk, and he sexually assaulted me, and... (laughs) I woke up the next morning. I left in the middle of the night because I was just so... I I didn't know what to take from the situation. I didn't even understand what had really happened to me. And I didn't process any of it until that morning. And I have never, ever felt so shameful. I felt, like, just so dirty... If anybody has ever been assaulted, I think you can understand how it feels. It feels dehumanizing and it almost made me feel like worthless. And that day was one of the hardest days of my life. I was heavily contemplating, like, doing something really bad to myself. And thank God I didn't. My mom texted me that morning asking me if I wanted to come to church with her, which was odd because I had not been to church in, you know, two years. I would go on Easter or whatever, but... I wasn't going to church. My mom knew I wasn't a Christian anymore, you know. But 
weirdly she asked me and I thought about it and I was like you know I just had the worst night one of the worst nights of my life so maybe I do need it maybe I I could just get some prayer and so I she came and picked me up and I got in the car and I told her mama something really bad happened to me last night really need you. I need you to pray for me. I need somebody to pray for me. And I didn't go any deeper than that. I didn't want to tell her what had happened. And we went to church and yada, yada, yada. At the end of service, they, you know, announced you can come up for prayer if you need it. And these two women were up there. One of them was my pastor's wife and the other is one of the elders wives and I went up to them and you know I don't like attention being drawn to me whatsoever and especially in a church setting I don't like to be seen as vulnerable or to be seen like I need help but I went up there and I I just said I, I need I need you guys to pray for me. I I don't I don't know how to look at myself. Something really bad happened and I just need your help. And they prayed over me and I don't remember what they said, but um it was really special and it it helped. It did. But I went home and I still, I felt terrible about myself. And I think I smoked weed and I had a really bad panic attack. And then the next day I smoked weed, had a really bad panic attack. And then so on and so forth. That kept happening. I kept experiencing this horrible, horrible anxiety. And then there are times that I would try to smoke. And I wouldn't even be able to get high. And I had to go to my last resort, which was God. And I told God, I I was like, I I can't do this on my own. Obviously, I can't handle this situation. You're all I have. And I'm sorry for turning my back on you all these years. But I need you now. (laughs) And God, he just, he changed my life. I wanted to be better, and I wanted to be a better person. And so I gave my life to the Lord that week. (laughs) And I feel like my friends, you know, they didn't really take me seriously when I told them I was living for Jesus. (laughs) And they knew about the situation and what I had gone through. 
and I feel like maybe they might have thought it was a coping mechanism in a way, and at that point, it might have been, but I truly felt his spirit come into me, and I was so on fire, I just listened to worship music 24-7, and I started going to church, and it was beautiful, finding Jesus is one of the most beautiful things, and I, I was in that high, you know, that Jesus high for weeks, and then the spiritual warfare came, and I started having nightmares, and I remember this one nightmare that I had, and it was after church on a Sunday, I was taking a nap in my bed, you know, resting, and I saw this demon in my dream, and it was standing over me, it was like seven feet tall, and it was black, and it had these piercing white eyes, and it, like, was two inches from my face, right when I woke up, it was right there, and then I opened my eyes, and I had, you know, kind of sleep paralysis after that, when I woke up, I couldn't move, and I was so scared, and I just felt the fear shudder through my body, I felt it physically, and that was the start of everything, and after that, I would start, or I started dreaming a lot, and that wasn't normal, because I had been smoking weed for so long, and you know, if anybody smoked weed and is listening to this, weed takes away your dreaming. Well, at least for me it did. I didn't dream at all. And honestly, I didn't really dream that much before, but I started dreaming every single night. And a lot of those were nightmares but I kept on persisting through and I ended up getting baptized in July of last year and that was such a beautiful day but that morning was amazing but that night you know the devil likes to attack you he likes to attack your mental state and all I could think about was how alone I felt on this journey and I didn't know what I was doing you know it was hard it was hard you know dealing with all that by myself and you know I wasn't doing it all by myself but you know, I had my parents and people from church, but, you know, I felt really lonely. And I, you know, kept on experiencing spiritual warfare, but all I could do was pray to the Lord and, you know, rely on Him to get me through these things. And I started having dreams that, didn't really make any sense, but there was, like, sorts of symbolism, like, to things in my life, and 
I remember having like pretty prophetic dreams and that lasted for a while and I moved out of that apartment in August of last year and I moved back into my parents house which was a good thing I needed my mom to help me through this and while it was good I was still really lonely and I wasn't hanging out with my friends as much because you know I I needed to I needed to not have that influence in my life. I just, you know, I wanted to focus on Jesus. And so I was really lonely. <laughs> and I, you know, was just working every day, coming home, doing the same thing every day. I was in my gap year of school. So I, I really didn't have anything else to focus on. And then, because I was so lonely, I started hanging out with my friends again, and I wasn't making the best decisions. I was going out, and, you know, I would try to justify it, but, you know, I would talk about Jesus at the bar, you know, any circle I was in, I would mention his name and mention how much he's changed my life. But I would also be holding a Michelob in my hand. And if anybody knows, you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. And obviously, I ended up backsliding and... You know, I was still, I was trying to get back on track. You know, I felt so much conviction for what I was doing in that time. And it was hard. And I was constantly in a mental state of torture, you know, trying to justify my actions, but also feeling terrible and, you know, apologizing to God every time I did something. And you just can't live like that, man. A double-minded Christian is the worst thing to be and I never wanted to do that and then one night at the beginning of this year I messed up and after that happened I just gave up trying to please God and trying to you know be the type of Christian that I needed to be for him and for my relationship with Jesus and I just couldn't do it anymore and after that I, I was like you know what I tried the Christian thing and it didn't work for me so honestly I don't know what I believe anymore and so I, I gave up God and it makes me so sad to think about because he was there for me when I had nothing. <laughs> and I just threw that away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to cry. 
but it just breaks my heart to, you know, think I'm the one person, or, you know, my God, who has always been there, who listens to me cry to him, and it's worth so many miracles in my life. I would throw it away to go do what I wanted to do because I couldn't live with the internal convictions and I couldn't make myself make the choices that I needed to make. And so for a while, I would say from like February to... Like, May of this year, I was just, I was not a Christian anymore. And when I would think about God or any sort of spirituality, I would be like, you know, I don't know what God there is. And I'm not really worried about it anymore. Because I've, I, I, I couldn't do the Christian thing. So, you know, obviously there was nothing to it. And I, it was all just this placebo effect. And that's what I genuinely thought. <laughs> but God works in mysterious ways. And he will always chase you. All he wants is you. He is a jealous God. <laughs> and he will fight for your life. And I met this person who encouraged me. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was, but I just, I knew I needed to try again. And I knew there was something to this. I knew that maybe God is using this person to help me find him again. And I think I think that's why I met that person. And so I, I started praying again. I started reading my Bible again. And I I felt so encouraged to try again because I know God he was chasing after me during that whole time and weirdly during that time that I fell out with God I was not dreaming was not having nightmares and then as soon as I started my relationship with the Lord again I started dreaming and I started having nightmares. And it was crazy. This was exactly what had happened before. And I knew that, or I guess I realized, you know, this isn't something I need to give up on. You can, being a Christian is hard. And I guess, I, you know, before I was thinking, oh, well, I just have to go through this, you know, these steps and I'll be, I'll be good. 
I'll find my husband, I'll have kids, and I'll have the perfect little Christian life. And I didn't realize, you know, you got to go through, you got to go through a lot. <laughs> God refines you and he tests you and he, he gives you these tests to make sure you can, you can handle anything that life throws at you and that you won't you won't backslide like I did he makes you tough and he makes you strong God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle as long as you have him in it you can you can handle anything and I didn't realize that I didn't realize, oh, well, things are going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're not perfect. But I can make you perfect. And I know that was what he is trying to tell me. And so I started going to church again. And I just, I'm so filled with the love of Jesus. And I am so grateful that the Lord didn't give up on me. And he really, truly is changing my life. And I I just can't even uh, imagine going back to the mindset that I was in even two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. <laughs> that was a different person. But... I love Jesus so much. He is so selfless and I just can't even imagine having so much grace for a world that doesn't deserve it or deserve him. And I'm so grateful to serve a God who loves me like that. Guys, I'm so sorry. I've literally been crying this whole time. <laughs> but just to think about God's love for me, it's so beautiful. Like, it's unfathomable. And I don't know what God has for me in the future. I have no idea. But all I can do is rely on Him. That he's going to get me to where he wants me to be. And not where I want to be. And. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. But I know that I want it to be with Jesus. And I. I don't know. I might be in ministry. Might be a psychologist like my degree, but God will reveal that to me in time and when it's supposed to happen. And I'm just listening to him and following his plan. <laughs> Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not harm you plans to give you hope in the future and you know we all need to memorize that because when bad times come 
<laughs> he's gonna get you through it. <laughs> but, yeah. That was my testimony, and... You know, if even one person is listening to this, thank you. And, you know, I hope you got something out of my story, out of listening to me pour my heart out. (laughs) But, um, this is my podcast, and I hope to, you know, record weekly. And I definitely want to have, like, guests definitely want my mom on here she is amazing she is so crazy powerful girl boss (laughs) Um, in love with Jesus and I love her so much and she has a lot she could say but um, yeah and I just want to share what God puts in my heart talk about things and I also don't really have many Christian friends it honestly I I anyways but I don't have many people to talk to about this stuff so you know this is kind of one of my outlets to do that and I really appreciate that I can do this on a platform that can reach other people who Mike can hear this and be touched by, you know, these words. So, yeah. Um, I guess I'll do a quick little prayer and then I'll sign off. Uh, all right. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing in all of our lives. Um, any of these listeners, any of their problems, any trials they're going through right now, uh, We give it to you, Lord, because you can handle anything. And if we just believe and listen to you, listen to your guidance, we can get through all of it. Um, Lord, I pray over this podcast. I pray that in time you reveal what I'm going to do with it. (laughs) And I pray that it touches people's hearts. Um, I love you so much, Jesus. I pull your blood over my life, over all these people's lives. In your name I pray, amen.